Welcome to the Howling Monkey Reads the Comics. Today is Sunday, May 20th, 2018. Let's take a look and see if we funny together, shall we? I hope everyone is having a great week. Uh, if you're like the rest of us, you spent half the week arguing about whether you heard Yanni or Laurel, which that's that's an important part of the national dialogue. We, we got that going for us. Uh, yesterday we had the Royal Wedding, which uh, I didn't watch because I don't have to under law now because of that war we won around 1776. I know we didn't win the war in 1776, but let's just, for convenience sake, let's just say that. So yeah, because of that, because of that war and because we dumped tea in the harbor, I do not have to watch uh, Royal Wedding. So I'm excited about that. And I, I look, I wish I could tell you what the Boston Tea Party was about. I assume it was something about taxation, but I also assume it was because we were just tired of tea and we were ready to convert to the nation of coffee drinkers that we are now. So yay for liberty and Starbucks, I guess. All right, let's see what's happening in the funnies today. Our first comic of the day is Garfield. In this episode, we we open on a shot of a bowl of of a well, a salad bowl with with lettuce in it. Um, then Garfield wanders up to it and he looks at it, smiling. And that's unusual for Garfield because he's not known for his love of of vegetables. Uh, in the next panel, Garfield is gone, and John wanders up with a uh, glass full of some sort of purple liquid, be it Kool Aid. Be it grape juice, I know not. But he looks at it, this salad. He takes a bite and he makes this weird expression and goes, "Hey, what is this?" He, I mean, he's, that's implied. He doesn't actually say that, but that's the look on his face. Then he smells the salad, because why not? And then in the final panel, his face has contorted into a rictus of death. Um, he looks like a monster from from beyond the the veil. His his mouth is open. His teeth are are jagged and spaced far apart, and his eyes are closed, and he's screaming, Who picked out my bacon bits? The joke here is that Garfield ate all his bacon bits because that's he's a cat and he likes bacon. Uh, and this is something that affronts John so much that he, he turns into a hell spawn. So that's funny right there. Our next comic of the day is The Born Loser by Art Samson. San, San, Art and Chip Sansum. Sansum. In this episode, uh, The Born Loser is mowing his grass, and his kid comes up to him in a, a little baseball uniform, and uh, The Born Loser goes, hey, how's baseball practice? And the kid says, well, we worked on hitting. The coach pitched to us, and we took turns batting. Um and the born loser says, well, that's great. Did he use full-speed pitches? And the kid goes, no, no, he soft-tossed the ball underhanded to us. And the born loser goes, oh, that's wonderful. That's a good way to, to build confidence in you young hitters. And uh, the son goes, not when the coach ends up with a no-hitter. A no the joke here is that these kids are terrible at baseball, and even when, they, when it is thrown at them uh, in a slow, underhanded manner, they are unable to who hit it because they are terrible. Our next comic of the day is the Griswells. In this episode, the porcupine is uh, walking up to the bear who's sitting on a log watching television. Just go with it. And the porcupine goes, hey, are you taking another movie break? And uh, the bear goes, no, it's Electron Enlightenment. And the porcupine goes, oh, your wife must be bugging you to lose some sloppy pounds again. The the joke here is that the porcupine is is calling the bear fat. 
uh, and believes that his wife uh, is telling him he needs to lose lose weight. Um, it's also an excuse to use the phrase sloppy pounds, which <laughs> which was one of my favorite singers from the 1930s. Our next comic of the day is B.C. by Maestro Yanni and Hart. In this episode, the, the, the blonde caveman, I believe that's Thor, maybe it's Peter, I can't remember, is picking up one of those stone tablets that they always do, and he uh, writes on it, have your scientists discovered a way to meaningfully communicate with lower forms of life? So he, he hurls the tablet into the sea where it floats because stone floats. Uh, it, whatever, man. This comic strip is not scientifically accurate because there's dinosaurs running amok and whatnot, too. So let's just... I'm, I'm not saying there weren't dinosaurs. There were, in fact, dinosaurs, but uh, they were not running around with, with Peter and Thor. Uh, anyway, he throws the, the tablet into the water, it goes away, he waits several days, it comes back, and again his question was, have your scientists discovered a way of meaningfully communicating with lower life forms, and the answer that he receives is, you're reading it. The joke here is that whoever received the tablet is being condescending to the caveman culture, and is saying that they are in fact communicating with lower life forms simply by communicating with Peter or Thor. That's a joke. Our next comic of the day is Ripley's Believe It or Not. And, now, you know, this one, has, Ripley's Believe It or Not has just several facts every every episode. Uh, and this one, I'm not going to read them all. The only one I'm going to re- read, and this is a, a good one to know. It's got a picture of Babe Ruth uh, in his uh, New York Yankees hat. And it says that Babe Ruth wore a cabbage leaf under his cap to keep cool while playing baseball. That he wore a cabbage leaf under his baseball cap to keep cool while playing baseball. Also, if he needed to address a hamburger during the sixth inning, he could do that. Our next comic of the day is the Argyle sweater in this episode. Um, which on um, the Argyle sweater, by the way, just so you know, it is not the far side. Do not be confused. In this episode, there is a uh, a tablet, like you know, an an iPad or whatever lying on a couch and there's a bunch of uh, other iPads talking to it like dad can you fix my bike honey did you take out the garbage uh hey the toilet's backed up and the the iPad on the couch is lying there with an expression a happy expression on his face and he's saying ah airplane mode <laughs> the joke here is that when you put a device in airplane mo- mode that means that it's no longer sending or receiving signals so it can't hear anything and in this case, it's uh, it's it's a father and husband who is able to drown out all the uh, signals being sent by his family so he can neglect them long enough to take a nap. Our next comic of the day is Ziggy by Tom Wilson. In this episode, all right, let me try to unpack this. Ziggy is walking out of an outhouse in the middle of a field, just just an outhouse, um, and then in the foreground is a UFO, which appears to be aliens, you know, green aliens wearing polo shirts that, yeah, no, it's nothing science spacey. It's just, it's polo shirts. And one of them is clearly a daughter talking to her father. Uh, and she says, please, daddy, can I have that one? He's already potty trained. What? The joke here is that, uh, the, the aliens view us as pets and, they know that an outhouse is a potty, 
and that Ziggy was using it. Um, this right, there are a lot of questions here. I'll grant you. One, why do the aliens have polo shirts? Are they are they shopping at the Gap or whatnot? Um, how do they know that an outhouse is the potty? Uh, and uh, yes, I'm saying potty because they use the term potty trained, and so deal with that. Um, and then the biggest question is why is Ziggy using an outhouse? Because it it's 2018, and we know that Ziggy lives in a city. So anyway, that's uh, a lot going on there. The, the joke is that they think of Ziggy as a as a dog. All right, very good. Our next comic of the day is Crankshaft. In this episode, uh, Crankshaft's daughter and her husband are jogging, and she goes, oh, shoot, my never-quit bit, which is really just a fit bit, came off. Um, and he's like, oh, no, can you fix the band? And she goes, uh, no, I'm afraid... I'm afraid that as Paul McCartney once said, I'm sorry to say the band has broken up. Yeah. All right. The the joke here is that Paul McCartney was in a band called the Beatles. They broke up famously. Uh, I presumably Paul McCartney announced it, but a band, a musical band used the word band to a group of musicians is a band as is the thing you put on your wrist for a Fitbit or whatever. That's also a band, and it's broken apart. So while the Beatles broke up, as in they stopped performing together, the band itself that's holding the Fitbit, it also broke apart. So making a timely Beatles reference, uh, she's pointing out that her Fitbit band doesn't work anymore. Our next comic of the day is Croc. In this episode, there's uh, two prisoners in metal boxes, you know, like uh, like the hole from uh, Cool Hand Luke, you know, those kind of things. And they're in the desert, and one of them goes, Psst, and the other one says, hey, what's up? And the, the guy goes, nothing, I was just practicing my Psst. All right, that's a pre-joke. That's a pre-joke. That's, so you get two, two, two jokes for one in Croc this week. So uh, we cut to the main storyline, which is still the two guys in the in the metal boxes with gigantic keyholes in them. Um, and one of them says, I'm getting out of here tomorrow. And the other one goes, there's no way. These hot boxes are made out of steel. And the other one goes, yeah, but my girl's going to visit me next week. She's going to get me out. And the other one goes, what, is it Emma Lou, the one with the hacksaw? And he goes, no, no, it's Stella, the one with the overbite. Um, okay. I, I, all right. The, the, the couple things. First of all, why is Emma Lou known as the woman with the hacksaw? Is that like, is that a known thing? Is that Emma Lou goes from town to town bragging about her, her hacksaw collection? But, but more to the point is, uh, Stella's overbite. I guess she's going to gnaw through the solid steel with it is the joke, but I don't quite get that, but I guess that's, I mean, I'm not sure how she's going to, to do that because the, as we've established, the hot boxes are made of solid steel and her teeth are made of, you know, teeth, which will not chew through unless, unless she has a steel mouth, like jaws from those James Bond movies. Um, then sure she could do that. But I would think that, that instead of mentioning her overbite in that situation, you'd mention her, her 
solid steel and unwieldy teeth. But that's I, the joke is, I guess that she's going to use her overbite to gnaw to gnaw through the hot boxes. Okay, awesome. Our next comic of the day is Mutts. In this episode, the cat is uh, the cat named Mooch is uh, being offered food by her his, his or her owner. Um, so the old lady puts down the food. The cat sniffs it, and its tail bristles up, and it shoots up straight in the air. Uh, then he goes ack gack ack ack and falls to the ground with a swirly line over him, indicating that he has fainted, I think. The uh, old lady goes, oh, stop being so dramatic. And she picks it up and sniffs it. And then in the final panel, she, too, is shown lying on the ground with a blue tornado emanating from her nose. Uh, The joke here is that cat food is disgusting and it smells very bad. Our next comic of the day is Mother Goose and Grimm. In this episode, there's some Egyptologists with the dog. For some, I don't know why the dog's with them, but it is. Um, I guess so. It's to provide some form of continuity and not just make you think that it's a one-off like you know the Far Side would have been. Uh, and one of the archaeologists is on his his cell phone and saying, "Professor, I think we found the base of the Sphinx." And what we see in the background is the Sphinx, and under it is its base. And on the base, written in modern English with modern English letters, is the words what are the words litter box. The joke here is that the Sphinx is half cat, half person, I think, um, and so it's uh, shown, you know, pooing in a box. Is the joke there? Uh, why it's written in modern English is just a mystery. That may never be solved. Like the Loch Ness Monster. Or the Pyramids. Or Stonehenge. Or the Chupacabra. Our next kind of, uh, is the Family Circus. The Family Circus. In this, uh, in this episode. There. What's happening here? Okay. the Everybody's in the garden. Gardening. Uh. Like, mom's down planting stuff, dad's raking, and the kids are doing a bunch of unhelpful stuff, like, uh, okay, Dolly's bringing out some seeds or something in a bag, uh, that, but the bag's open and she's dumping it in a trail behind her, uh, Jeffy is got a hose, but he's shooting dad in the back with it little pj is just being a baby just waving things around and billy's on a barrel uh yelling at his friends hey come on over guys we we could use some help uh oh and i'm sorry and barfy is digging up hole in the garden looking for a bone and we know this because he has a thought balloon that has a picture of a, a bone and um I guess the joke here is that uh, children are not helpful in gardening tasks. In fact, they are exactly the opposite of help. And this thing has been on coast since it was, since like at least 72. Uh, It may be longer. It's not, there's not a joke here. It's just kids are 
uh, uh, kids are a chore. Uh, there's not, I mean, there's nothing funny here. There's nothing mirthful here. There's nothing, there's nothing here, man. There is nothing here. Family circus. Finally today, Andy Cap is drunk. This program is brought to you by Law Dog Productions, LLC. We're on the web at howlingmonkeyradio.com, where you can find our other shows and content. You can also learn about ways to support our efforts there. You can reach us through our email address, info at howlingmonkeyradio.com. 